Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Well, now we're going to see how uh, gifted and brilliant uh, Brendan Escott is because we're going to merge a couple of Sportsnet personalities in here momentarily. This is the second hour of Oilers Now on the uh, show today in hour number two. The assistant coach of the Edmonton Oilers, Glenn Gulletson, who was once the head coach of the Calgary Flames, he will join us at 1.35. Uh, in the next half hour, out of Calgary from Sportsnet, Eric Francis. And uh, from Edmonton, out of Sportsnet, Mark Spector. Eric and Mark's appearances on Oilers Now are brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta, presenting live thoroughbred racing. Friday and Saturday at Century Mile Racetrack and Casino. Parking admission are free. For more info at thehorses.com. We'll tell you, our number two of Oilers Now is presented by... Is presented by... Uh, Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Without further ado, we head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, and uh, we've already had Spec on the show, so we'll welcome in Eric Francis. Hello, Eric. How are you doing? Well, uh, you know, wait a second. Nobody told me that I'd be on with Spec. I would never have agreed to come on if I knew Spec was on at the same time. Isn't that the kind of love you appreciate, Spec, getting from your uh, cohort down in Calgary? Did we lose spec? <laughs> I'm nope. playing ping pong hey, dropping the calls. You got to give me a sec to get this figured out. <laughs> do we do, do we have spec? I think we, we spec is here and uh it's got to be Eric calling us back right now. All right. Is, spec, what do you got? How do you respond to that? Oh, I don't know. I got kicked off the uh kicked off the line. What was the question? <laughs> he just said he he said he wouldn't have done the show if he'd known that you were going to be on it with him. Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? Me and Eric go way back. We've disliked each other for many, many years. <laughs> well, that's uh, that, that's. I guess that's a good thing, or not? Brendan, just give me the thumbs up. I can see him. Uh, I don't know. Is it uh, going to transfer over? I don't know what happened here. Uh, anyhow, uh, are we? Are we good? To, are we good to bring Eric? Said, uh, welcome, gentlemen. I think I got it figured out. Okay, there we go. All right, Eric. Uh, let's get to it. So, Speck had his his uh, witty repartee in response to your comment. That's all great. Everybody's feeling. I doubt it. You doubt it. That's that's cut to the chase here. Um, 
Only a true sadist is watching this uh, in Edmonton with amusement as to what's befallen the Calgary Flames. For those of us that love the battle, you warned me. You said, stop, there's a possibility one of these guys goes. Right now, the question i got to ask for you, since we know that Johnny Goodrow's gone, Eric, is it conceivable that ultimately both Goodrow and Kachuk end up out of Calgary here? What's happening? Yeah, I mean, it, oh, it's happening. It's uh, it's over. I mean, they both are gone. It's uh, I'm, I told you for years. I've told anyone who will listen that these guys are both going to bolt, and it's not because they don't like the organization. It's not because they hate Calgary. It's because there are greener pastures out there, boys. And I love my city. I know you guys love your city. I love my country. But at the end of the day, there are greener pastures with better weather better tax situations, closer to home, no uh, ridiculous border in the way of family visits. There are a lot of reasons why these two guys both happen to be American. There's the common thread. And uh, and it, no doubt in my mind, Matthew Kachuk has played his last game as a flame. And as a matter of fact, I'd be pretty surprised if this wasn't wrapped up within the week. Uh, it's pretty clear to me that uh, this arbitration move that the team made yesterday, that's, that's the best way and the only way to interpret what's going on here. They wanted to buy more time so they can make a better deal and they, you know, talk to more suitors. And I think with an article like mine that just went out, I'm pretty sure every GM in the league has probably contacted the Flames today to find out exactly what their intentions are and if I'm reading this correctly. And, uh, yeah, Matthew Kachuk is gone. He is no longer going to be a Calgary Flame in the very near future. And it's, it's another horrific day for the Calgary Flames. So tell me this, Eric. Like, uh Listen, we we've been through this at Edmonton many years ago, watching a you know a really great team just get picked apart player by player, and the money ran out. We, we Edmonton fans have felt these emotions, but that was then. This is now. I want to ask you this: Are the Flames? Can the Flames? I know you lose Goodrow, don't get anything, and that hurts. But it's also a bunch of cap space you got sitting there. Are the Flames able to to suffer these blows and continue to have a good team and and and? maybe even build a little, or does this start the beginning of a tear-down, rebuild situation? You know, I, I think that's up to the organization to decide, but I, I'd be shocked and stunned, and I would disagree vehemently with a rebuild at this point in time. Here's a scenario I'll throw out at you right now. What if the Calgary Flames are able to make a deal with, you know, for Matthew Kachuk, and clearly they're smarter than the Chicago Blackhawks, and they're going to get more for a 24-year-old 42-goal scorer than the, the, the Hawks did for Dabrinkit, which was just a handful of, of, me, of draft picks. They're going to get a, a top-six player. I'd be stunned if they don't. They're going to get a top-prospect player who's probably already playing in the NHL. They're also going to get a first- or second-round draft pick. Like, Matthew Kachuk is a unicorn, guys. I would suggest to you that Matthew Kachuk has probably got a higher demand on the open market than Johnny Gaudreau would have. Yes, and uh, because he brings a whole lot more, also including leadership and toughness. He can turn the game on a dime with a hit, with his mouth, with a goal, with a pass. He is, to me, one of the top five or ten players in the National Hockey League. I've said it forever. People think I've overvalued this guy, but I'm standing by it. He's a unicorn. So you are going to go and get someone not to replace him, but you're going to get a pretty good top six guy. It still gives this team a pretty formidable top six. I know it's not the top line in the National Hockey League like they had arguably last year. But, uh, you know, and then here's another thing. Because they've got all this cap space, you know, why couldn't they get a Nazem Kadri? Not not at the price he's asking for right now, but if his demands come down, and my guess is they're starting to over time, you know, you could you could plug in a Nazem Kadri. Then you've got a real top six that's as good, not as good as they had last year, but still a formidable NHL mm. top six. 
I, would, I, I really think. Well, depending on which for, depending on which forward they would get back for Kachuk, if they got Kadri for me, with Lindholm, Kadri, and Backlund down the middle, that's yeah. that's the sort of depth at center and the type of, and the makeup of the players that they have. That would be very challenging for the Edmonton. Like I, I just I, when you think about it, Eric, think about where we were in, in game two after the first period. The Flames have won one game one nine six. They'd beaten the Oilers nine five the last regular season game. They're up two one after two. It's shocking to me that we're sitting here like two months later, and this thing, you know, Kachuk was coming off a hat trick. I, I, I guess I'm, and and you know, I'll defer to you on your knowledge of the market there. I just didn't see them losing both guys this summer. You know, I just, but, but if they get a really good player back in the Kachuk deal and they can trade Connery, they might have the type of team that better matches up against Edmonton. Could you not make that argument? Oh, I, I don't know if I'd go that far, but I will say this. Nobody in this city thought Johnny Gaudreau was ever leading this team to a Stanley Cup. Nobody. Everybody in this city loved the guy, and everybody in this city thought that there are a few players better in the National Hockey League to sell jerseys, get you excited for games, and get you to the playoffs over 82 games. But when the playoffs came, hey, guys, it's, I was the most critical guy in the city on him when it came to the playoffs. He just wasn't there. He had a better playoff this year, but still, in that four-game sweep by the Oilers after the first opening game, he he wasn't there. He wasn't uh, he wasn't the difference maker. So, yeah, I guess it's, it'll be a different type of team. And if you – Again, I think the Kadri thing is a bit of a stretch. I'm just trying to paint a picture of what potentially could be the case. But, you know, because with cap space opens up opportunity for significant change. So, yeah, it could be a different team that maybe could give the Oilers a different type type of battle. And, you know, you know the team that Sutter likes to build. You know he's still got one of his two big defensemen back this year in Zadorov. You know that everything that they do is going to be with an eye on getting bigger. Uh, and also being defensively sound. So, yeah, it could be just as formidable a team. I, it, that remains to be seen. Do I think they can challenge for the Pacific Division without Kachuk or Gaudreau? No. No, I don't think that they could win the Pacific Division. They uh, Maybe they could challenge for it. I, it, it. I don't think over 82 games this could be as good a team, but I, uh, to your point, I do agree that you could retool this and make it even more of a Daryl Sutter team and maybe be a little bit more of a handful in the playoffs. I don't know. Maybe it's a bit of a stretch, but you know, I guess I'm trying to put on my optimistic hat uh, when you ask that question. Okay, we've got Eric Francis, the sports tech columnist from, uh, from Calgary. Joining us, Eric, I'm trading Matt Kachuk. He's one year away from unrestricted free agency. The, the word on the street, and I'm, I get that we always come up with these destinations. The word is he wants to play in St. Louis because that's where he's from. We always say that as sports writers, and it so seldom comes true, you know, i.e. Johnny Goodrell. But I'm asking you this. What's the difference between what I'm going to get for Matt Kachuk if the team trading for him can sign him and what's his value out there if he says, well, I'll go to, you know, he has no say over where you're trading him. I'll go to Philly, I'll go to Boston, I'll go to wherever, but I'm not signing a contract there. How much does that deplete what the Flames get back for him? That's right. They, you know, it, it, they are going to be working very closely together. There's no doubt in my mind. Listen, Matthew Kachuk deciding that he wants to do what Gaudreau did and go be closer to home and be south of the border and all these other things, the Calgary Flames know the obstacles that they've been dealing with. Hey, they've been through this with Adam Fox. You guys, you know, people in Calgary are familiar with that story, and you guys are too, I know. But this is a guy who just got drafted by the Flames and told him, I'm never coming there. I'm a New York guy. I'm going to play in New York. 
Cozen yeah. wins a, a Norris Trophy as a, as a New York Ranger. So, you know, I, I do believe that the Calgary Flames and the agent and Matthew Kachuk will all work in concert to try to find the perfect destination so that not only does a team acquire him, but maybe the next day they have a press conference announced that there's, a, there's an eight-year extension on the table. And that's, that's kind of the minimum that I think uh, Kachuk would be looking for because, guys, here's the most incredible part of the Kachuk story to me. He's 24 years old. He's 24 years old, and essentially, he's walking into unrestricted free agency right now, this week. I know he has one more year of team control, but this is essentially what he's forced by the way he negotiated his last contract. So, gone are the days, guys, when guys would have to be 27, 28, 29 to get an unrestricted free agency. It's now happening to 24-year-olds sometimes, 25-year-olds. It's absolutely insane, and a player of this condition, you know, they're going to get a massive haul if they can find the perfect fit like a Boston or a St. Louis or a team that he would love to go to and spend the next eight years in, yes, the hall would be massive, way more so than if he's a one-year rental. Tell me this. Um, was there – at what sense did you get the belief that Brad Trailovy knew that Goodrow was going to walk? Because I know he made some comments, I guess, on spitting chiclets. And it's sort of – I don't know, like – I mean, Eric, they got to ten, you know, ten and a half million times eight years. They were negotiating with them until a day out. Like, I, I don't know how much culpability, Brett. To me, this is not on management with Johnny Goodrow. It's kind of on Johnny, or is it on management? I guess is what I'm asking you. Well, yeah, I'm well aware that right up to the eleventh hour, they, like they were waiting for a signature at one point. They had they had worked out bonus structures. They had worked out, uh, you know, all that stuff. And they were waiting for a signature, and at the 11th hour, Johnny just had one last heart-to-heart with his wife, and they decided that Canada wasn't for them anymore. And whatever, that's fine. That's fine if he had made that call two months early. He, he owed this franchise in this city far more than to pull that crap. Uh, you know, and forever, his legacy is tainted in Calgary because of the way he went out. If he'd have just walked and said, I want to be closer to family, people would have been disappointed, but they would have understood. Yes, this is on tree living to a degree, because until you have a contract, you don't have a contract. But he bargained in good faith right to the end, and he had every reason to believe, given all the information he was getting from, from Johnny Gaudreau and his camp, that, that he was going to get a deal done, and that the intention was to get a deal done. So, yeah, at the end of the day, the GM is the one left holding the bag and looks bad, but... You know, it's it's all on the player in my eyes. And and those people out there, and there are lots of them in Calgary who are pointing the finger at tree living and saying, you've let all these guys go for nothing over the years, and this is the latest example of cap mismanagement, and you blew it, and you should be fired. They tried to trade Johnny Gaudreau last summer. They tried to talk contract with him. Last summer, Johnny Gaudreau thought he was still a 115-point guy when he wasn't. And he had, had two years in a row where he was a, less than a point per game. So there was no way they were going to pay him any sort of money. And Johnny wasn't even looking to negotiate. He wanted to get the unrestricted free agency all along. Shame on him for not telling the organization that. Yeah, I would say to you, David, that tree living has made Goodrow available for a lot longer than just 12 months from now. And the market uh, never gave him a deal uh, never there. that he could sell to his fan base. And it's, it, remi- it reminds of Paul Yarvey where there's a player sitting out there and the GM can't get anything close to what he thinks he should get for him. Uh, I would say this to you, Eric. Here's one for you. Um, uh, Russian players have had issues in the past going back to the KHL and and sometimes when you say I don't know if I should draft a Russian people you know wonder if you're racist or xenophobic or something like that but it's a hockey decision in my opinion 
maybe, just maybe, the Canadian teams, Eric, think twice now before building around American players. You know, I look at Kachuk, who wants to go home, that's maybe, that's fine. Goodrow wants to go home, that's fine. We hear Hellebuck might not want to stay, that's fine. Truba didn't want to stay in Winnipeg, that's fine. Do we question whether a Canadian team should make pillar, you know, franchise players out of U.S.-born players? JT Miller's another one in Vancouver. That was an obvious one, too. You know, it's absolutely. I, I know every scout in the world and every GM will tell you that when we get to the draft table, the list is the damn list. And if you question it, you're, it's grounds for firing. But if the list is the list and the guy at the top of the list, when it's your time to pick, is American, I guarantee you every GM in Canada is looking down and going, well, Who's next on the list? Just just for giggles. Who's next on the list? You know, like, I mean, why would you risk it? And, and you know, again, Calgary Flames drafted a, a, a highly touted with their first pick last year, Matthew Coronado, um, with their first rounder. And, and the first question I asked Tree Living was, uh, are you are you fairly confident that you haven't, you know, stuck yourself here? Like, you know, he said, I had extension conversations with this kid. He says he wants to come to Calgary. At the end of the day, as Tree said, he could screw me. But I have to take a guy's word. I have to take his word. And so that's what he did with Goudreau, and it backfired on him. And, again, I'll go back to Kachuk. Good on him because it's my belief that he's now been at least up front and said, yes. look, this organization did nothing but make me a wealthy kid, give me a wonderful place to play hockey, and I was beloved in that market. You guys have done everything for me. Why wouldn't I work with you on this and just at least be honest with you? It can help me get to where I want to go faster. So, so why dick around? Eric, I agree with you, and I, and I do think that Kachuk has been more proactive, and I'm going to paraphrase the great Bear Bryant. Know your own backyard the best. That's the greatest way to success. And I, yeah, I, 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 like I, I believe in the case of the Western Canadian teams that, without, you know, I, I would, if it came to, it has to be factored into the decision. Uh, with yep. picks, with with picks at a certain place, you got to know your own backyard the best, and then grow it out from there. That's my theory. I'm sticking with it. People say, "Ah, you're out to lunch," um, but I think if you take a look at the history of the Oilers, they've had a lot of success with Western Canadian players and guys from Ontario. They have. That's the reality of the situation. They haven't had a lot exactly. of success. We have not had a lot of successful Russian players here or players out of Quebec. League. Just it just has not, for whatever reason, uh, it's just has not worked that way. So. Like when Anatoly Semenov spec and is maybe your best Russian player, you know, your most committed Russian player, you know, Igor Yulinov, what does that tell you? All right, Eric, so you think, just to recap, you think it's fait accompli here, Matthew Kachuk will not be a flame at the start of the season. Yeah, I think within a week or seven days, I think before we even get to an arbitration hearing, I think he'll be dealt. I think every team in the league is probably making those phone calls, and I think someone's going to land themselves a franchise uh, altering uh, player who should be wearing the C in short order. Does this change the complexion of the Battle of Alberta for you? Yes, unfortunately it does. But like I said earlier, you know, depending on who they can get for Kachuk, and I, I have confidence that this, orga- this organization will hold out to make sure they get an incredible deal for this guy. Uh, I, I do think it, you, they could end up, you know, continuing to change this team into the what Daryl Sutter wanted. You know, going back to the draft thing, you said the other day, we used to laugh every time Daryl Sutter was the GM. Every job pick was going to have big hands and big feet and grow up on a farm in Western Canada. But at least you knew you knew the identity of the team, and Sutter's all about that. Well, he did a pretty good job shaping this team this year. They're going to continue doing that. Someone they get, don't be surprised if he's a farm boy as well. 
All right, great stuff, Eric. Well done. Uh, thanks again for joining us. Courtesy of our friends, Eric, at Horse Racing Alberta. By, oh, wait, there was one more. You had Rich Winter on. He has Andrew Majipani out of the OHL. And I know at one time Rich was talking about a bridge deal. But now, what did Rich say yesterday about uh, the potential of a long-term deal with Majipani? He said that Majapani has thrown at the Calgary Flames a proposal for a multi-year extension to stay in Calgary. Uh, now, that conversation was before the Kachuk thing surfaced, so things can change, but I can tell you that uh, Majapani is a good Canadian boy, loves his experience, and hey, at the end of the day, he's going to get an even better opportunity now that Johnny Gaudreau is gone. Uh, I, I think Majapani is smart to at least sign a two- or three-year deal to stay in Calgary, get a bunch of change in his pocket that'll you know, change his life, and then after that, he can seek uh, unrestricted free agency three years later after he scores a bunch of 40-goal seasons. Thanks, Eric. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Speck. I'll see you at your tournament. All right. Thanks, Eric. Uh, Absolutely. That is uh, Eric Francis from Sportsnet out of Calgary. And we're just going to wrap up here with Mark Spector. Speck, good stuff. Oh, uh, there we go. It's still there. Uh, When is the tournament, by the way? Well, it's a week uh, tomorrow, Bobby. We'll give it another. Uh, I, I know you're sold out for the tournament. That's awesome. I know you got a bunch of stuff going on there. So terrific. We'll see, uh, Mark. Uh, we'll have you come on Friday's show, and we'll see whether or not the orders make a little small move before then. Okay. Sounds good, Bobby. There you go. That is Mark Spector and Eric Francis, courtesy of the horses and horse racing Alberta from the horse's mouth. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Eric Francis says Matthew Kachuk is gone. It is 125 at Edmonton. You're listening to Oilers now. It's Brendan Escott here with you on Oilers Now. We're keeping Queen rolling this afternoon in honor of Brian May's 75th birthday. Let's get to the prospect report for Scott Arthur Millwork. Custom cabinetry, luxury closets, exceptional millwork. Visit scottarthurmillwork.com today. Wanted to dip back into the audio vault for this one. Young Reed Schaefer just coming out of his first development camp with the team. He says that uh, the camp experience really educated them about the on-ice stuff, but some of the off-ice stuff as well. The on-ice stuff was pretty straightforward, just uh, trying to get to know the system and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, off the ice was just a lot of presentations regarding just nutrition and and sleep and uh, just how to treat your body. So um, that kind of stuff was very knowledgeable, and you could definitely take a few things out of those presentations. So, um, yeah, those were definitely very beneficial to look at. 
And Schaefer says uh, of his style of play, if you didn't get to watch him in the uh, the WHL final against the Edmonton Oil Kings, he has a nasty, nasty predisposition. He talked about how he doesn't really get pushed around. Uh, I'm a pretty strong guy, so I think it's just more of the technique and the technical side of it. Um, watching him, he's, he's, uh, he was very technical and then he knew how to handle himself. So uh, taken away from his fights, I just say maybe work on my technique a bit. So, yeah. Talking about his old man there. We are uh, at 129 in Edmonton on the other side of a global news weather traffic update with Evan Cook. We'll hear from Oilers assistant clo- uh, assistant coach, that is, Glenn Gullitson. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.